Hello, everyone. So I'm actually in New Orleans at the Batesh family Chabad house. It was nice because I got here on Sunday night, came with my son, and he is uh, here for a conference, a fertility doctor conference, so I came along. So I came last night to pray, and I got here early, and I started to read the Ketodah when I got here, and one of the guys heard me reading, and another guy said that he had been in the city, and he was at Safra, and uh, uh, one of the gentlemen pulled out a Syrian Sidur to hand to me, and we started talking about the old days of New Orleans when the Sutton family was here, the Ajmi family, the Batesh family. And the Batesh family actually sponsored this Chabad, which I thought was beautiful. So the, the next morning, this morning, when I came to pray with, uh, with them, the, I got again, again, I got here early. And I was reading the beginning parts, but one of the rabbis was here with, uh, with maybe his son or his nephew, and he was going through a concept from, uh, from Shir Hashirim. And it was nice because my wife, Chantel, was talking to me about Shir uh, before I left. And we were talking about the idea of Shir that the rabbis tell us that there are nine Shirim, there are nine songs that are in the Tanakh. The tenth song is the song of the Mashiach. And every time we have a song, we have to remember that each time the song comes, the song always follows some difficulty. It's always some difficulty. Hashem saves us and there's a song. So if it's not Hashem, we're going through a difficulty. Hashem is going to save us and we should be Zohar. And maybe this will be the song of the Mashiach through all of this. So I was listening and he was explaining a concept where he was quoting based on, I guess, one of the writings of one of the, the Rebbe's that the word ata, when it's referring to us in the Torah, is referring to the concept of Knesset Yisrael, of the, of the congregation of Israel, which we could translate as all the souls of Israel. And he was explaining this idea of, of when a person is praying, then the person is praying with the idea that he's praying on behalf of all the neshamot, of all the souls of, of Israel. And I, I guess there's an idea where we could say that the, the Gemara is telling us that let your ear listen. Your ear has to hear the words that come out of your mouth. We know that when we pray the Amidah specifically, we have to say them in an audible fashion so that no one else can hear us, but at least we can hear those words ourselves. Uh, and, and, and the idea he was, he was explaining, and this is in five minutes just me listening to what he was explaining to this young boy, was that when a person's praying, when a person is saying his tefillah, he's, he's accessing within himself this Knesset Israel that should come out and speak through his mouth. And I think the idea is really when we, when we begin to pray each day, we begin to pray and we, we make the statement, the statement that we make, that Hashem should, Hashem should, uh, he should, uh, he should, he should, he should, he should accept our tefillot because we say, I take upon myself this mitzvah of loving everyone like myself. And that allows me to connect one to another. And we've been talking for the last few days about this idea of we're all, we're all guarantee, guarantors for each other. We're all there for each other. We all depend on each other. And I like this idea because it comes that when I'm praying, and I'm always praying in the plural, you know, we say the whole Amidah is in the, in, in the plural. 
we, we're asking for us, it's never for me. And the rabbi would say, we always have to pray with Minyan, pray in the plural, because one person can lead the train with his car, the other person leads the train with his car. We're all there together to pull everything through. And I think that relates a little bit to this week's parasha. You know, we talk about the Mabul, and we have Noah in the Mabul, and we see in the Haftarah, we talk about May Noah, and you say, how can we call it May Noah, the waters of Noah? Is Noah responsible for the flood? And you know, we say that Noah, Noah was a Sadiq in his generation, and we ask what's the question, had he been in the generation of, of, of Abraham, he wouldn't have been anything, or he was a Sadiq. But we, we see criticism of Noah in, in one real factor. We see that that the, the the that it said in the name of the Arizal that that Moshe is a Gilgul is a reincarnation and he's Metaken Noah he's Metaken Noah we said in a number of times that Noah that, that Noah is part of the Neshama that we say Neshama the word Neshama Noah is the Nun Shin is Shet Mem is Moshe He is Hevel Hevel is the root Hevel. Hevel comes back as Shet. Shet is born Tachat Hevel. Then Noah comes, and then Moshe Rabbeinu is the Tikkun. And where do we see Moshe Rabbeinu as the Tikkun? Remember that Moshe. I think one of the, the greatest acts of Moshe is when Hashem wants to destroy Bnei Israel, and He says to Bnei Israel, He says, He says to Bnei Israel, He says to Moshe Rabbeinu, "Step aside. I'm going to destroy them, and I'm going to make a na- nation out of you." And what does Moshe say to him? He says, Mechaini na misifrecha. Mechaini na. Erase me, please, from your book. And if we look at this word, Mechaini na, we see within it, me noach, we see within it, noach. And, and, and it says, ani noach, I am noach, if we, if we switch the letters around. So Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, I'm noach. What does that mean that Moshe is saying, I'm noach, Mechaini na? Because what was the, the mistake, if we could say there's a mistake of Noah? When Hashem came to Noah and He said to Noah, I'm going to destroy the world. Take your family and go into the ark. Noah builds an ark. He builds an ark and he tries to convince, but he doesn't convince anybody. And he goes into his ark. And when he comes out of the ark, he sees the rainbow and Hashem promises he's never going to make a, uh, a flood again. And at that point, he must have become very depressed because he must have thought to himself, now I'm praying, and Hashem saying He'll never make a flood again. What if I prayed before on behalf of the people? What if I said to Hashem, "No, I'm not going into the ark. I want you to save the world." Could I have saved the world? And this is the tikkun that Moshe makes. The rabbis tell us that within Moshe's soul is the soul of all Bnei Israel. We're all connected, I guess, in a way through Moshe Rabbeinu, and that's the failure of Noah because Noah should have been responsible for all the souls of the world, and he maybe could have saved all the souls. I don't know. Maybe this is the idea that we say that Noah was a Sadiq, but compared to, and we see Moshe Rabbeinu really comes and is Metaken Noah because he says, erase me. No, I'm not willing to go into the ark. I'm not willing to be the only survivor. If you destroy them, erase me. And erase me doesn't mean kill me. Erase me means much more. Erase me from your book. Your book means the book of life, which means really erase my soul from existence. And he argues that fact. And I think it's something for us to think about as we go through these days. You know, we're all looking to, to pray to Hashem, to turn to Hashem. We need to have hope, have hope, have faith, have trust. Trust in Hashem that Hashem is going to help us because we're in a difficult, difficult situation. We're in a no-win situation. 
really no win if you look at it from a physical level. No matter what we do, we're going to get blamed. Already the, the, the world, the newspapers are blaming us, proportional, proportional this, proportional that. No one wants to ask what's proportional. Should we go do exactly what Hamas did? Is that proportional? No one's asking. We're, we're, we're Jews, so we have a higher standard that the world holds us to. They don't hold anyone else to it. They only hold us to it. So we have to turn to Hashem because we're in this place between a rock and a hard place. Where do we go? We have to turn to Hashem and pray to Hashem. But how do our tefillot work? When do our tefillot work? We see an unprecedented level of, of, of arevut, of a connection, of responsibility for one for each other. We see old Jews suddenly realize for a moment at least in time that everyone hates us and all we have is each other to depend on. And we have to take the example. We have to take the example that we have to be there for each other. We have to be there to defend each other. We can't just let these kids say, no, they're on the front line. No, we have to be on the front line with them. And I've said again and again, and I don't know if it's a problem to repeat it, but I'm going to say, we say, we say, our angels, they're commanded to watch us wherever we go. We have to create these angels through our good deeds, through learning Torah, through being together, through connecting to one another. And I'm sure if we do that, we emulate Moshe. All our souls are connected through Moshe Rabbeinu. All our souls are connected. What does that mean? It means that I am impossible. I'm not whole without you. I say to you, Shalom Aleichem, Shalemu to you. You say Aleichem Shalom. You, I need you to complete me. We have to really focus more than anything during these days on this concept of shlemut, on this concept of connecting. And when we pray, let's look deep within ourselves that the cry, that the words that come out of our mouth should really be the words of Knesset Israel that are coming through our mouth and entering to our ears so that we hear, we pay attention, we know. We have to hashma, pay attention, heed, heed. Our ears have to hear. Our ears have to connect and we have to remember if we're together, if we're connected, if we're one, then Hashem is one with us. I said to someone, we had a Brit Milah the other day, a couple of days of Brit Milah, we had Brit Milah and I said in the Brit Milah on Shabbat, Eliyahu and is here in the Brit Milah. And remember, Eliyahu and was alive in the time of Achav. Achav and Izeda, the worst two idolaters, how much they did. They, they tried to kill all the Nevi'im. The Nevi'im had to hide whoever was able to survive. And, and one of the rabbis tell us that during their time, no soldier died at war. Yet during the time of David HaMelech, soldiers died at war. How is it possible that you could have such evil, evil leaders, idolaters, and during their time, no one died? And the rabbi said, because among the people, there was Achtut. It was among the people after. So if we want to be there for our soldiers and pray for our soldiers, what do we have to do to give them a defense shield? What's the iron dome, the real iron dome, or the, the better, the golden dome, the, not the one on the rock, the one that we can make? That golden dome is having achdut with one another. If we have achdut with one another, then we create this protection, this force field. And Bezanat Hashem, no soldier should die. Every soldier should be protected. We should remember to have this achdut and we should we should we should see Mashiach in Arabi Amen.